Hello and welcome to another edition of Cine Critique. This one is another special edition extension to celebrate a birthday. A 50th birthday on August the 30th, 2022. This is Cameron Diaz Enthusiast. Looking at uh, the film career of Cameron Diaz, who gave up acting and Hollywood in general until a recent announcement that she may return some eight years after her last foray on celluloid in Annie from 2014. Uh, She may star in a new Netflix original alongside Jamie Foxx. Now, this is an interesting story that's still developing, so more is to be confirmed at the time of recording. But first, let's talk two movies. One good and one not. The Green Hornet and What Happens in Vegas. There's Micah, or Mika, uh, with Grace Kelly. That song appears in the movie, What Happens in Vegas. But first, we'll go to 2011, The Green Hornet. Cameron Diaz is third or fourth fiddle here. Uh, She's actually way too brazen for this movie. I didn't like it when it was first released, and uh, this over a decade later rewatch has not changed my mind. It's excruciatingly dumb, It's a kind of superhero comedy action with awful writing, awful setups, awful characters, no effective villains, which was a surprise considering Christoph Waltz is involved. Uh, If it is supposed to be funny, it is not. There's pointless destruction and fighting, which has been non-skillfully filmed with 3D effects in mind. 3D was uh, a big thing at the time of this film. Uh, Well, it was probably waning, actually. Uh, It's a stupid gangster crime-on-the-streets plot that just plateaus out. Uh, There's a political conspiracy and privileged rich boy plot. He tries to be a good Samaritan, becoming a superhero of the streets. Just forget it. Forget it. Don't watch it. Do yourself a favour. Do not watch The Green Hornet. And I'm not talking about The Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. I'm talking about The Green Hornet. That was based on a radio serial uh, and a TV show. Uh, But uh, we'll talk about the cast in a minute, including Seth Rogen, who also wrote this thing, or co-wrote it. As Lenore, Cameron arrives on screen at around the 35th minute mark in a lovely white dress. It's her first day at work at a newspaper. And I hope Cameron was paid a lot of dollars here. She's hardly in it. Uh, and really, it is a not required and insignificant role. It's not even a true love interest part, and and that's a good thing, thankfully, uh, because that would have made it even less interesting than she already is. I like her performance, though, to a point, um, but uh, the movie really does let her down. Her co-stars uh, and scene partners in this movie include Seth Rogen, as Brit, John Chow as Cato, 
Now, he's a Thai actor with martial arts skills uh, that outweigh his acting skills. That's for sure. Other actors in the movie of note, uh, in particular, I want to mention Taylor Cole. Uh, I like her a lot. Uh, 2008 April Fool's Day is is one of many uh, little and large roles that she's appeared in that uh, a little bit uh, undistinguished maybe, but Taylor Cole is a good actor. David Harbour is in this. You might know David from Stranger Things. Uh, but uh, before Stranger Things and James Bond was around this time too when he appeared in a 007 movie, uh, David Harbour was doing The Green Hornet as a uh, sleazy political lightweight, actually. Christoph Waltz, he's the villain in this. What an actor, but not in this. Tom Wilkinson, Edward Olmos is in this. Of course, he is Lieutenant Castile in Miami Vice. Uh, Edward Furlong has a cameo in this. Uh, yeah, Eddie from Terminator 2. John Connor, of course. Uh, and James Franco, he has an uncredited cameo in this too at the start of the movie, which uh, is embarrassing, I've got to say. It's directed by Michael Gondry, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and Be Kind Rewind are two of his best projects, that is for sure. As mentioned before, this is written by the star Seth Rogen and his mate Evan Goldberg. Now, I guess they tried, but they have failed. They also wrote and directed This Is The End, which is 19 times better than this, maybe even 29 times better. Apparently, this movie was years in development. So there's an excuse right there. It was in development hell. Uh, and this final version that was made eventually by Sony, who released it, was just inflated budget and just all over the place. It was terrible. Now, concerning Cameron, there's one particular scene near the end where Lenore, she stands up for herself against a continuous, obnoxious, trying-to-be-charming Brit uh, that's Seth Rogen's character. Now, that's a pretty good moment and powerful in a sense that she it's a comedy and she just stands up for herself after some um, unbecoming advances. Uh, she also plays the piano briefly with uh, Cato <laughs> oh, sitting behind her uh, and guiding her, which was nice, but the more I think of it, not that nice. The best costume and outfit that Cameron wears in this was a gorgeous blue button-up front ensemble. She looked great in it. Just avoid this movie. I don't think you can categorise it as a superhero film, an action film, a comedy or anything. Honestly, uh, 11 years after first seeing it, it has not risen in my scale. If anything else, it's gone embarrassingly, embarrassingly down my Richter scale. But coming up next, I'm going to go over what happens in Vegas. A much better performance and film in general, starring the birthday girl, Cameron Diaz. I don't want to marry you, Joy. But I'm leaving you. Well, I mean, this is my place, so technically you would be the one that has to leave. Joy just got dumped. Jack, you're fired. Don't get me wrong, you're like a son to me. Dad, I am your son. Jack just got canned. Where's the one place where you can step up and be a man? Community college. Where can you go? You can forget all your troubles. Vegas! Vegas! They were two strangers. I'm not usually this much fun! Looking for a night to remember. What they got was a morning after. They'll never forget. 
I'm gonna need a divorce. Absolutely. We'll always have Vegas. That was my quarter. I put the quarter in the slot. What's mine is yours, baby. We're married now, remember? I am freezing the three million dollars and sentencing you to six months hard marriage. Objection. Objection. Uh, so there is a little bit of the trailer of what happens in Vegas, the 2008 big hit. Actually, uh, it was a big comedy hit with Cameron headlining, and obviously during this era, uh, really highly established. It was 14 years on since the mask. Uh, at the start, it was fabulous to see and hear. The iconic 20th Century Fox logo. Now, why I say it was good to see, because I haven't watched this movie for a while, and now it is 20th Century Pictures. Uh, obviously, it has um, been taken over by Disney, that company. Everybody in the movie world probably knows that. I'm not repeating anything new. However, uh, it was just good to see the logo. I love movie logos at the start of films. They just they always get me excited. Now... Although this has some minor dramatic life lessons and serious issues of love dealt with throughout the script, uh, it's mostly simply an outrageous classic rom-com with cliches and happy ever after outcomes, of course. The premise of a a quickie rebound wedding on a wild night in Las Vegas, uh, then running, uh, well, actually (laughs) almost running away from each other before the pair win a few million dollars. And they are made to stay together on trial by a judge. Uh, and, you know, they don't like this because they'll lose the money altogether if they separate. So, of course, complete opposites attract. And exceptional leads that these two are, and I'm saying exceptional, in these roles, they're flawless. Uh, they're contributing a good time for the viewer, which is the main thing. And the cast, uh, honestly... Filming in New York, uh, Planet Hollywood, the Bellagio in Vegas. It just looks like so much fun and it conveys on the screen. Ashton Kutcher, Cameron Diaz, they're really perfect together. They obviously like each other a lot and have fun. Um, They randomly give each other names in the film, which I thought was funny. Uh, Ashton, as Jack, that's his character, calls her Biscuit and Princess, and Cameron, as Joy, that's her character, calls him at one point Tinkle Monkey. Uh, I think that's funny. Uh, because they win the three million on a pokey and receive one of those oversized checks that organisations hand out for photo opportunities, the money divides them literally. Now, there's a metaphor. Uh, and a pokey, by the way, for my American friends, is a slot machine. Down under... If you are going to a pub or a club to play the pokies, you are playing the slot machines. Cameron Diaz. Wow. She is in fine, rare form in this. Comedy form, a bit like how Prince was musically in Purple Rain. She wears a gold dress at one point. Some of these outfits that she has on, they're too many to name because they're just outrageously perfect. The choice of the costume department on Cameron Diaz in this uh, is spot on. Uh, Outfits like an eggshell white dress with frills around the neck, that was worth mentioning. There's also a denim style dress, uh, or denim coloured at least, with black hems. 
that looked very cool. And Cameron is seen dressed as Madonna in a montage scene uh, during the desperately seeking Susan era. And uh, as you would imagine, uh, Cameron makes for a pretty decent cosplay Madonna. Oh, there's a little bit of the start of the song, Are You Gonna Be My Girl, by Jet, Australian band Jet, and that song features on the soundtrack from What Happens in Vegas, the movie I'm discussing now, starring Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher, among others that I'll get to in a moment, because the casting by A.V. Kaufman is spot on all round. Uh, look, b- besides the wonderful lead, Cameron Diaz, I have always thought Ashton Kutcher was pretty good, not just in comedy. Uh, see the butterfly effect in 2004. He was pretty good in Spread. If you haven't seen the movie Spread, try and seek it out. It's different and it's a good one. Uh, you'll see what I mean when you watch it. A little bit of a, an American gigolo-style film from the late, well, it was 2009. I wouldn't say the late 2000s because we are not even halfway through the 2000s as I speak. Uh, he's also good in Texas Rangers, a Western nobody talks about, but give it a chance. 2001, that was released, and to very little fanfare. In fact, uh, very few people, unless you're a Western movie enthusiast, know anything about it. Texas Rangers from 2001. But Dude, Where's My Car is one of the best dumb comedies I've ever seen. It still makes me laugh. And uh, I don't know. I like Bill and Ted. I like Wayne's World. You know, those movies are great. And when you're in, the, when you want to be in a good mood, they leave you in a good mood. So Dude, Where's My Car? Uh, have a look at that if you haven't seen it for a while. Ashton was also with Cameron Diaz in Annie. Uh, That was the movie I mentioned a little bit earlier. That uh, was the end of Hollywood for Cameron Diaz. However, Jamie Foxx seems to have lured her back. I always thought maybe uh, Tom Cruise would lure her back into being in a project in a movie again. But uh, it wasn't to be. It was Jamie Foxx, her co-star, also in Annie. Now... Let's look over some of the other great co-stars Cameron has in What Happens in Vegas. Lake Bell. Lake Bell. She is enlightening. She did a movie called In a World. That's her showpiece and a must-see. Lake Bell's also great in Man Up, uh, No Escape, Home Again with Reese Witherspoon. And of course, she is part of the Marvel Universe as Black Widow in the animated What If. I like Lake Bell a lot. And in a world, must see. Zach Galifianakis needs no introduction. The Hangover and Due Date, in my mind, are his best movies. He was in a pretty good show called Baskets as well. However... Uh, Zach is sort of like a 
spin-off comedic character in this and um, doesn't get to do much, but he is quite amusing. And he's also appearing in some of the deleted scenes and extra features on the Blu-ray, Yeah, if you have the Blu-ray copy. Dennis Farina, the great Dennis Farina, was one of my favourites. Uh, the late great, he was always, in particular, memorable. A lot, a lot of the times it's cops or gangsters, but also just in anything. Good comedy called Sidewalks of New York. He was good in. He was great in Striking Distance with uh, Bruce Willis and Sarah Jessica Parker. Miami Vice, he was in that. He was in a few episodes of that. Get Shorty. Now that is a classic. And Snatch. Yeah, Snatch. Dennis Farina. I could label uh, 20 more movies that he'd been in that you should watch, but there's just a few right there, and he pops up in What Happens in Vegas. He's very funny. Uh, my fellow Aquarian, Rob Corduroy. I'm not a fan of him, actually, but Warm Bodies is one of his very best films. Uh, he was also with Cameron Diaz in Sex Tape and with Lake Bell in In a World. So there you go. Lake Bell and Rob Corduroy, they make a pretty good uh, couple in this, so to speak. You'll see what I mean. The legendary Treat Williams also pops up in this movie. Uh, well, again, he's just a dead set legend. 1941, Treat Williams was in. That Steven Spielberg flop uh, also featured Mickey Rourke. He was in The Ritz, which is very politically incorrect now, but still very funny. He was in a movie called The Men's Club. Speaking of politically incorrect, what a cast that has. Things to do in Denver when you're dead. Uh, Prince of the City. That comes to mind that Treat Williams was in. He was also in Attack of the 50-Foot Cheerleader. He came to Australia and was in The Phantom. That movie, yeah, with Billy Zane as The Phantom. All I can say is Treat Williams, he plays Ashton Kutcher's dad in this and uh, is, as always, magnificent. The list goes on with the cast in this movie. Dennis Miller, Kristen Ritter, Queen Latifah, Billy Eichner has a small role. The outstanding Amanda Seton, she's in this. And let's not forget Maddie Gorman. Maddie Gorman, who is she, you might ask? Well, some kind of wonderful. The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Zuzu Pedals, yeah. Yeah, that's her. Swingers and Tallulah. Now, if you haven't seen the movie Tallulah, that's another must-see complex drama. Not that this is a complex drama. What happens in Vegas, but Tallulah is, and Maddie Gorman stars in it, so enough said. Suds also pops up in this. Uh, Suds is Jason Sudeikis, Booksmart, and Horrible Bosses. I quite liked him in, in particular, Booksmart. Some of the highlights uh, and fun things Cameron Diaz gets up to in this one is she has chemistry with all her co-stars, as you would expect. They are like friends, and it just shows in the kinship and the screen spirit. There's a scene where she sings Hit Me With Your Best Shot in the bathtub uh, and fights. <laughs> Has a very funny fight with a shower cap on. That's good stuff. And uh, although it looks real, I'm not sure it is. Cameron does a champagne bottle trick that has to be seen to be believed. She's knocking off the cork in a most irrational way. Maybe it's a talent, a secret talent. I don't know that she 
had, but uh, it's on display a couple of times in this movie. There's a couple of Top Gun references in this movie, uh, in dialogue only. I'll be your maverick, you be my goose. Uh, and Dennis Farina, Farina, like, his character's a boss, and he says to his top staff members in the movie that they're all his top guns. Uh, on top of that, there's a great Raiders of the Lost Ark reference and Flashdance, of course. I mean, that's just heaven to me. Anytime Flashdance gets referenced. And there's a location in this movie, they're at a retreat, and it looked, and it wasn't, I am positive, but it looked a lot like the lush gardens that appear in the movie Dangerous Liaisons. Sadly, uh, Dangerous Liaisons is a completely different movie and I won't go on about it now, but uh, if you haven't seen Dangerous Liaisons, let me just tell you, it is the original Cruel Intentions. Is What Happens in Vegas a good movie? Yes, it is. Uh, I actually loved it, uh, and many agree, because it's on top of a rom-com list of best films for many people. Cameron, as always, is flawless in her comedic delivery and likability. And the Blu-ray, as I mentioned just a little bit before, has plenty of extras, deleted scenes, gags, fun on set that just prove that uh, it was a fun, exciting shoot. Zach has a scene at the end credits too. So uh, if you like one of those... If you're like me and one of those people who just want to sit there and don't ever leave till the end credits, you're often going to get rewarded. So don't press stop when you're watching the Blu-ray. There is an extra scene concerning Zach Galifianakis. One of my favourite lines is, I'd rather do nothing and be happy. The context of this line is tremendous and part of what balances out the fun and the dramatic tones during this film. One looks for happiness, one longs to find a partner, one knows that nowadays one love will be the answer, one sees a crazy world, one needs a fresh perspective, one comes to realise, one loves a true objective, one seeks a perfect love, one learns to tell the difference, one finds in well, thank you very much, Ian Jury and the Blockheads. Uh, that was One Love, another song that it featured on the soundtrack of What Happens in Vegas. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Shane A. Bassett, the movie analyst, and you have heard another special extra edition of Cine Critique, the podcast where I have interviews, I might do reviews, I don't know what I might do half the time, soundtrack, chats, uh, quizzes, trivia, who knows, but at this point, you just listened to a little bit of a rundown of a couple of Cameron Diaz films concerning one good and one not so good, The Green Hornet and What Happens in Vegas. There's more on the way, and uh, we're going to celebrate Cameron Diaz turning 50 on the August, well, August the 30th, 2022. And look forward to that. Try and fit in as many movies as I can that she has done and discuss. I've seen them all. Pretty much seen everything she's ever made. There might be a few that I have missed along the way. But you know what? Off the top of my head, I don't think I have. If you want to contact me and ask me any questions, you can do it via email. Shane Abass. Oh, actually, 
shaneadambassett at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on YouTube where I do a few interviews and a few other fun things. Movie analyst, Shane A. Bassett. Or on uh, social media at movie underscore analyst. But for now, that is it. See you at the movies and see you next time on Cine Critique.